Hey, this is Lisa Tester with another episode of Surviving the Legal System with a Psychopath in Australia. Today we're talking about cross-examination and how to deal with objections and how to make them. So what's cross-examination? The role of cross-examin well, the role of examination in chief and cross-examination is not about commenting or having a conversation with a witness, but to ask questions or put propositions to a witness that elicit the factual information you require for your client's case or of self-representing for your own case. In simple terms, you ask questions to get the evidence you already know the answer to. So you ask only the questions that you know the answer to. It's pretty simple. But it's a difficult subject. But when can you object to a question in cross-examination? Well, I was telling someone earlier today about an experience I had. This was November 2009, and it was the very first case I went to in a family in family law with my ex-husband who was a family law barrister. And honest to God, hand on my heart, scouts honour, um, whatever, it, whatever it is you believe in, I'm crossing it. I witnessed firsthand a barrister in the family court um, before Judge... Oh, I can't remember her name. I have to look it up. Family court judge. Lovely lady, micromanaged everything. Very expensive jurisdiction to be in. So we're in this in this case. It's the case of um, metric and metric, if you want to look it up on Osley. Runs from 2009. I think there were three trials and it ran till, I think, the final trial was in 2014 and... Uh, 120-page decision in that didn't come down until 2015. So it was a long trial. Started in 2008 or seven, and I first started. Um, I was there for the first trial in 2009. So a very lengthy case. And well, I watched this female barrister get up, and uh, should I object? I object, Your Honour. And the judge said, what's your objection? And without a lie, I kid you not, with a straight face, she said to the judge, I object, Your Honour. My client has been in the witness box for far too long. And she was serious. She was dead set sincere in her objection. I'll always remember the judge looked at her and just went, sit down. She didn't even have, I don't think she even had to say objection overruled. Um, don't be that barrister. If you are self-representing, you can object to certain questions put to you, especially if they are unfair. Now, when what do we mean by unfair? Well, unfair can be such as misleading, ambiguous, confusing, or unintelligible. They can be 
um, questions that are harassing, intimidating, or oppressive. They can be repetitive. Um, you often hear asked and answered as a response when barristers try to ask um, questions that are repetitive. Um, they might not like the answer that they were given, but they so they keep going around and around and around the topic. Um, if you uh, if you have a wrong conclusion from evidence already given, put to you, you can object. If, if the person asking you the question is misquoting or misstating given evidence, again, um, that's not fair. Um, as is asking a witness to speculate or guess. It's, um, it's simply not fair. And these are... Um, when you're in the witness box, if you're self-representing, you don't want to jump, you don't jump up and go, I object, I object, I object, I object. But what you can do is you can say to the judge, um, may I object to that question and this is why. Or you can say, um, I don't feel that was a fair question. You are, if you are self-representing, you are allowed to represent yourself from the witness box. Um, it's a difficult position to be in, uh, not one that um, people envy. So just be aware um, there are tactics also that barristers use. Barristers will often use the objection to interrupt your line of cross-examination of their client. They'll use the objection to just jump in to harass you. Now, I've seen this done and I know it happens and I know it is a deliberate strategy because I've seen it done firsthand. And, and uh, it can be quite unnerving when you are self-representing, or even if you're a new barrister, you don't. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be a, a party to have this impact you. You can just be a barrister who's who's unnerved by it. There are there are there are lots of um, tactics, dirty tactics that barristers use to keep their opponents off guard. One of them is, like I said, the objection, and you'll find that. There are more objections with self-represented litigants that might be getting somewhere than with just the average person who's making an idiot of themselves. If you, if if they find they're they're um, they're opposed to someone who's got some abilities to run a case, they'll take every technical point they can including the objections. Objections can be dismissed hand over fist. You're allowed to make objections. But just be aware that sometimes the objections can be used against you, the self-represented litigant, um, in ways that are designed to undermine your confidence, make you um, lose your train of thought, make you lose track of the question that you've just asked, 
and generally undermine your ability to cross-examine effectively and efficiently. Now, you know that now. Keep it tucked under your belt, under your belt, and um, carry it with you when you go into cross-examination so that um, you can just turn to opposing counsel who'll be sitting at the other end of the bar table and quietly go, nice try. That's enough to alert someone that you know what they're doing. And everyone will hear it, no matter how softly you think you're saying it. So it puts everyone on notice that you're aware of the tactic. Anyway, you shouldn't be talking to each other at the bar table. So take that with a grain of salt.